Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. We glorify you this morning with every spirit of gratitude. We are in your presence to receive I pray that you use me as an instrument of blessings and talk to your people, minister to them that at the time we are departing from this place, the one who came to receive will receive every blessings and the one who came to speak will also be blessed by what he spoke so that God, the hearer and the speaker, we shall all leave this place being blessed by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, we have started and we are moving. And let's see what today has for us. Last week, we started talking about starting as we are, looking at how God started Abraham and how God brought Abraham from being nobody into becoming an example of Christendom, an epitome of blessing, and that which you and I learn and emulate in our time. We traced Abraham from his background, who he was and who he was not, until we get to how God spoke to him and his steps that led him to become what we see and hear of him today and we start talking about what caused abraham the first time god spoke to him to take that bold step even though he didn't actually know who was god and what he was doing and where he was going but he moved hallelujah and has become an example to us we also said that uh, in other for us to fall in the plans of god and to be a blessing by the word of god three things stands for that is our intuition able to hear and know that God is talking to us our convictions able to tell by witness in us that this is God who is talking to us hallelujah so initiative God told Abraham according to Genesis chapter 12 that leave your people to where I'm going to show you and to where I'm going to bless you. Then the Bible comes in Genesis chapter 12 verse 7 that then Abraham departed. So after God has said whatever to him, whether by intuition or by conviction that Abraham know that God is now talking to me, the immediate thing was like he took an initiative. Hallelujah. He, the Bible said that he departed. He took an initiative. And his initiative was the result of what you and I are being blessed today. Amen? 
Amen. So, if God will say whatever he want to say to us, if God will do whatever he want to do with us, if we don't take the initiative towards the word of God, it will be difficult to be blessed by God. God will give us his word, but God will not initiate for us. God will tell us what to do, but God will not move us to do. Hallelujah. God will give us the prophecy, but God will not act the prophecy. God will give us the faith, but God will not perform the miracle until we act on the faith. Hallelujah. Because remember, faith is an action word. Amen. Because faith is a step. Faith is doing something. Paul said that faith without works is dead. Show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith with works because faith goes by works. So God will always give us the word and we are supposed to take the initiatives corresponding to the word for the blessings of God to come around. Amen. Hallelujah. So, initiative. What is an initiative? God has given you a word. And God has spoken to you. The prophecy has come to you. The word of God has come to you. And you are going to take an initiative towards it. So that you will be blessed by it. What is it? And I said in my definition. is the ability to start something the first time. With or without much material assistance. That is an initiative. To start something for the first time. Whether you have or you don't have any material assistance. For spiritual assistance, you have it. Amen. Spiritual assistance, I said what? You have it. Because God said that Abraham moved. And that one was a spiritual assistance. Because there was a word backing him. There was a spiritual force backing him. And anytime God tells you something spiritually, you have all that it takes. To start hallelujah but the problem has always been the physical what do i have what do i have how do i start who is helping me to start who is going to with me that has always been the problem and this one has caused many of us to fail in an adventure that could have made us great people but because we lack the material assistance we have chosen to retreat instead of pursue. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. God came to Joshua after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. The Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, minister, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all these people into the land which I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. As I promised to Moses, for from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great rivers, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, the great sea towards the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. And then five. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Hallelujah. God has come to a young man 
who has never been trained in Gimpa on strategic leadership, who has never been trained in Gimpa on government governance, he has never been trained on human management and human resource. He don't have any training on mob control and conflict management. He doesn't have any control or any training of anything that has to do with leadership and governance. He has nothing. Amen. Church, most of the time, the mission God will give to you, it is beyond what your natural training has given you. Most of the time, what God will demand from you, it is beyond what your natural ability has acquired. That is why if you depend too much on what man has made you, you will fail too much in the eyes of man. Because man will always assess your competence by the kind of training they have given to you. Hallelujah. And if you are going to break the limits of man and enter into the arena of God's successes, you should be able to do the responsibilities God placed on your hands regardless of what you have acquired or learned. Because when God says move, it means you can move. When God said do, it means you can do. When God said take, it means you can take. Hallelujah. He went to the young man and said, Joshua, rise up. Begin to lead the people to a place where I'm going to show you. This land I'm going to give to them. This is a guy, a young man, 20 years old. He's going to lead a whole nation. Hallelujah. The same was Abraham. Rise up. Make a move. I'm going to make you a great nation. He has to take an initiative. And the initiative he's going to take, there are so many challenges that correspond to it. Amen. But if God is with you, no matter the challenges that confront you, no matter the oppositions that come your way, no matter the problems that seems impossible, if the Lord is with you, you will be able to take that initiative. You'll be able to succeed in it. Only gather the courage and boldness and take it. Hallelujah. So, I said the character of initiative from that scripture of Joshua is having the boldness and courage towards achieving a purpose with or without pre-experience for the first time. You can read up to Joshua 1 chapter 9. You see that what God kept stressing was Joshua, be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous. That is why I said next week I'll do boldness and courageous because I want to have time for it. Hallelujah. Because most of us, it's not that we don't have what it takes. It's that the boldness and the courage is not there. We just don't have the courage, the boldness to start the first time. So many things tells you that you can't. And it, it, it pushes you into your shell. But God kept telling him that, boy, if you are going to succeed, be bold and courageous. And that is the character. To initiate. To have the boldness and the courage. Towards achieving a purpose. Whether you have an experience or without an experience. Hallelujah. Today we are sitting in a beautiful church. We are building such an edifice. But it started on the grounds of what? Boldness and courage. When there was nothing. Some people decided that we will make it to happen. And everything said. It can be done. Hallelujah. So you need to have what? Boldness and courage. 
That is the character. If you are going to excel it and make it hallelujah. Now, let's proceed. Every initiative comes with some challenges. I call it the hell of initiatives. Every initiative, it comes with some challenges that I call it the hell of initiatives. And whether you like it or not, you will face it. Hallelujah. Every initiative, it comes with five threats. One's ability to overcome these threats is a guarantee for success. Every initiative. Number one, fear. You want to start something for the first time, fear will confront you. Do you think Abraham was not afraid? He was. If he was not afraid, there was no way he would have accepted Sarah's advice to go in for Hagar. Hallelujah. Because fear will always motivate you to take an alternative way to save the situation. Fear. And the boy was afraid. Joshua was afraid. That is why God kept telling him, the boy, be bold and courageous. Do not be afraid. In fact, the Bible, they said I have about 365 words of fear not. And they said that it means each day you have to swallow one. Fear not. Because fear is the greatest weapon that the devil casts before he attacks. Hallelujah. If the devil wants to destroy your destiny, he will first put fear on you so that you will be restricted from pursuing your destiny and begin to entangle you with so many disastrous activities to kill you. Fear. Hallelujah. The second one is cowardly. Cowardly is closer to fear. The definitions are ahead of, I think I didn't bring it. Some of us, it's not that, but we are coward. We just don't have the confidence to face challenges and dangerous things. We will not. Hallelujah. You know that you like the thing, but the confidence to stand before it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you look at the sophistication of it. And I don't want to normally use men and women. But that is the, the easiest and the simplest explanation. An average man who is approaching a classic woman. It's not that she's going to say no. You don't even know what is in her mind towards you or what. But most of the time, le listen to me. Anytime you have the edge of pursuing an ambition don't consult the one who failed i said any time you have the edge of pursuing something never consult the one who tried and failed they will advise you to fail hello there was one day i was working with a friend this friend has proposed to a lady and the lady has refused her him so I saw it. I said, Charlie, this, this sister is fine if I get, like, I'll marry her. Say, ha, you. Don't. Don't. I said, what? He said, don't. Don't try. Don't try. I said, what? Say, this sister. He does, she doesn't regard men as anything. 
So really, I say, hey, Charlie, let me think of myself. I say, what? I say, I, I'm telling you. I, believe me. Trust me. You know, I, if it's good, I'll tell you to go ahead. But I'm telling you, don't go. I didn't go. After several years, on 24th night, I have drunk quite small. So I met this lady on, in, on town and then we're chatting. I was like, oh, Charlie, you, I used to like you. He was like, ah, but why didn't you come forward? I was like, Jale, but you know, but you know, in those days, so, oh, but I, I didn't have that mind, but I like you all the same. If you had come, maybe something better could have. I immediately, I said in my mind, God punished that guy. May the Lord reward him. May the Lord put him where he belongs. Hallelujah. I could have pursued without consulting him, but I thought of asking someone who has failed. And he advised me godly with the failing counsel. Cowardly will surely come. Risk. Every initiative carries along inside risk. If you can't take risk, forget it. Because success lies behind risk. Every breakthrough is behind risk. What do we, why do we call it breakthrough? Hallelujah. What about if the walls of Jericho had fallen on the head of the, of the Israelites? What about if Jesus had remained in the tomb and has not woke up? Hallelujah. What would have happened? What about Abraham had killed Isaac? What would have been the story of you and I? What would have been the faith that we preach? Hallelujah. What about if we say in the name of Jesus and Satan doesn't run? Have you read Genesis chapter 6? Up to the destruction of Noah's days. Have you read? The wickedness of men and Sodom and Gomorrah. Have you read it? If God has allowed Satan to continue to operate the world would have been better off than Sodom. But God himself took a risk. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Angel Michael, Angel Gabriel, and all the legions of angels, they fought with Satan and wanted. And God could not contain him in heaven. He threw him out onto the earth. Hallelujah. Then God left heaven and pursued him here on earth. And Satan still managed to put God in hell. But the only thing that saved God was that there was no iniquity found in him. Hallelujah. Which is a big risk. So risk will always come. Discouragement will always come. There is scarcity. But today we want to look at discouragement. We want to look at discouragement. We do all the rest. But today we want to overcome the spirit of discouragement. We want to come that which easily put us down. That which easily restrain us. We get discouraged. Small thing we are discouraged. Discouragement. We are talking about the wisdom to overcome discouragement. And I said, nobody spends their night thinking and planning of how you can make it. The first point you must know. The first 
first lesson you must learn to overcome discouragement is that nobody goes to sleep in the night thinking and planning of how you can make it. So don't expect anybody to wake up in the morning coming to encourage you. Hello? And nobody's encouraging me. And nobody's encouraging me. And nobody's encouraging Who should encourage you? Who? Have you paid anybody to be paid, to be, to be encouraging you? Did you encourage me that pastor come and preach? How many of you called me? Last week Sunday we left here. How many of you? How many of you sent me a, 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 even, a, even the SMS I sent you, how many of you replied back that pastor, thank you, God bless you for a good work. One out of hundred will come back and some, some of them will send me some credit. Say, pastor, get it and continue. And some of them say, pastor, is blessing us. But most of the time we say, oh, pastor have sent. Oh, okay, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Some will read. Some will even look at it and say, oh, so for so crummyenda. Hallelujah. So, you have to put that at the back of your mind. Number two, you should not live life expecting anyone to encourage you. Hello? When God told Abraham that Abraham move, did you read that his father said that Abraham, you can make it go. Did you read it? Did you read that his wife said that Abraham, let's go, we can make it. Even Lot, who became blessed by Abraham, at a point, a lot even wanted what Abraham had. So, you should not get up and, and, and see, most of us have put a full stop because nobody's encouraging me. Nobody, nobody's encouraging me. Nobody's, and people will leave the church and will leave a department and will leave something because nobody's encouraging them. Hallelujah. Number three, people encourage a good cause and not a good person. Hello? I said people encourage what? And not what? If you don't know, look through history. The whole nation will give it to the president. Give it to the president. Hallelujah. But let the president supply gas to everybody's house. The whole nation will praise him. Oh, he's doing well. He's doing well. They will always appraise the good cause. But the person, they will not. People don't encourage persons. They encourage good cause. If you want encouragement, do something that is of beneficial so that people can encourage it to keep going. But you always want somebody to encourage me. Somebody should encourage me. What? If I encourage you, what am I going to get out of it? I should encourage you to prosper. So that you become rich and blessed with your wife and children. If I know that if I encourage you to prosper and I will be part of it, I will, I will encourage you. Amen. Let your mission motivate you. Hello? If you are looking for encouragement, let what God has put in your hands. Let that. Abraham was encouraged by his mission. God said move. He got up and he's moving. He didn't look at his father, his wife, his workers, whatever. He started. God told Joshua, Joshua arise, move. He started going. He got up and went, hey, everybody, tomorrow we are moving. The people said, who are you? So whether it is me or not, this is the, the condition. All the elders tomorrow, match up. The priest, you'll be in front carrying the ark. The minstrel, you follow. The 
elders you follow, all the rest of the church will be at the back. We are crossing over this Jordan. Whether you like it or not, when we are crossing, stay back. We are moving. Hallelujah. And the following morning, they started. Those who like it or not, they all started following. Let your mission motivate you. If people see that you are motivated by a good cause, I'm telling you, they will rally around you to support it. Because everybody is looking for opportunity to belong. Encouragement is necessary to keep going. I've said it. Then the next one, motivation is necessary to keep doing. So you get it too. We encourage you to keep going. We motivate you to keep doing. So it simply means if you are going nowhere, nobody will encourage you. If you are doing nothing, nobody will motivate you. Amen. So if God said, this is the mission I've given to your life, if you refuse to take an initiative, don't expect God to encourage you. If God said, do something, if you refuse to do it, don't expect any motivation. I need money to start. To start what? God has given me this vision and I need money to start this vision. Really, God didn't give Abraham money to start transporting himself. He didn't give Joshua money to start transporting himself. When you take a step, the Lord will encourage you and he will motivate you. Give me first Samuel. 17 verse 29. We want to look at how David encouraged or motivate himself in the midst of discouragement. So David said, is there not a cause? Listen, when you read the rest of the scripture, you find out that David has got a reason, a mission to pursue. He got there, he said, yeah, I've seen this, I want to pursue. Everybody said, no, you can't. His own family said that, don't try. In fact, Eliab, his senior brother said, hey, my boy, go back home. People like you are not those who make this. If you have a bigger vision, let him tell you, the bigger person in your family or in your life is the number one who discourages you. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you want to become the good accountant, the only accountant in the family will tell you that this course is not easy. If you want to become a good doctor, the nurse in your family will tell you that, hey, you have to learn hard. David has a cause to pursue. And his brothers and the whole people said, boy, you can't. And David said, is there not a cause? Haven't I got a mission? Why do you want to discourage me? Hallelujah. And let's look at how David tackled it. How he was able to put himself together. Let's go back to the slide. David was motivated by his mission. Everybody discouraged me. said that the only encouragement he had was the permission from King Saul. The only permission that David had. Everybody discouraged him. All that King Saul did was, okay, go ahead and do it. And I said that church, the source of your motivation is the permission of life that you have from God. To pursue it. That is the only motivation you have. Hallelujah. Sometimes you are waiting that this one, people will, but no. The only motivation you have is the permission God has given to you to, to live for that mission. 
So you don't go looking for any, any I, mean, I mean, what? No, that is the only. And it is enough to overcome discouragement. Because the only encouragement David had was Paul to say that, go ahead. The weapons they gave to him, he couldn't handle it. The battlefield, he didn't have a place. Who is he going to? So the boy just went. Because all they have said is, go ahead. And I'm, I believe that there are people here this morning, God has given you the permission to go ahead. Amen. God has given you the permission to what? To go ahead. Else you will not be here at this time. God has given you the permission. You know what you are after. And you have the life for what you are after. But most of the time, we have the initiative, but it is not strong. Our initiatives are not strong. You try it, something. You, come, you stop, you go back. You try it, something. You go back. You try it, you give an excuse, you go back. But let's look at a strong initiative. If God say, and what are you going to make? Whether initiative is strong. And I said, is the initiative that is God-centered and aims at fulfilling the purpose of God. Every strong initiative must tackle these three things, create opportunity for others. Abraham took a step that has made you and I Christians. Joshua took a step that has given you and I program to Israel. Hallelujah. Create an opportunity. You said that your initiative is strong. What do you what do you want to start? What initiative do you have? I want to build a house for how many people to live in? Hallelujah. You want to build 20 house, you alone. And the rest are full with cobwebs. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you want God to just support you, to do it. But if you could have built three bedrooms that will contain you and your family, and the rest of the 22 house can be a rent for other people to get a place to stay, when your advance is reasonable, God would have empowered you by now. You own three of such houses. To bless the life of others. Your initiatives must go a long way to bless the life of others. And it must save the lives of others. You don't take an initiative that you are the only one who is going to be blessed. Initially, it will look like you are the only one who is going to be blessed. But at the long term, People are going to be blessed by it. At the long term, lives are going to be saved by it. The steps Abraham took today, look at when we pray. When we pray, the God of Abraham, the seven blessings of Abraham, we are partakers of the covenant of Abraham. We are all being blessed. Today we are all being saved. By the initiative of Abraham. Hallelujah. 
It's a strong initiative. And when your initiative is as strong like that, you are not scared of any discouragement. There's nothing that comes to discourage you that you give up. Hallelujah. Because you know that what you are doing, God is in it. Hallelujah. 